right, we are back. We are back in the Jeep. Back, well, shit. Back from another day at work. <clears throat> and I thought um, I might do some, a series of several shorter podcasts, um, kind of talking about how the uh, coronavirus is a, uh, how it's being perceived in, in my neck of the woods. Because uh, I know I, I talked about it a little bit on the last podcast I did, Coronavirus Butt Plug. Uh, but it was more of a joking way, like the it really hadn't hit the fan, so to speak. And so I thought it would just be interesting, because we're hearing what all the doctors and shit are saying, but, you know... And the news only reports on what the big metro areas are saying and what they're dealing with. But where I live and work in northeast Tennessee, man, we are surrounded. Like, it's thick to the west. Western Tennessee. It's thick to the north up in Virginia. It's thick to the east and the south of, uh, you know, north... North Carolina so I mean there's like a circle around us it's and I you know I, I keep saying it and everybody at work just kind of looks at me weird but it's like the town I work in Greenville Tennessee it's pretty well damn landlocked like it's just far enough away from other from the next biggest city that people don't go there like, this town pretty much has everything, everything but a mall. You know, they've got the Walmart, they've got places to eat. Um, so they're pretty well self-sufficient and uh, self-sustaining. So there isn't even, there's not even anybody being watched, you know, for, there's not even a suspected case around here. And the, the kids, they're going to school. So we're not really being affected by it. I think that the the hype around it and I don't want to say hype because I I'm one I'm not I'm not one of these people sitting there throwing stones over people buying their stuff to prepare like I mean my house we've probably got uh we've probably got enough food if we knew it was gonna last a month we probably have enough food for a month um we probably have enough for three meals for about three weeks. Um, and that's that's eating comfortably, you know. Um, but we're going to be foots on the feet, foots, feet on the ground. We're going to be Corona Watch. And that's going to be, that's going to be kind of what I'm doing. You know, I, I, I'm a store manager of a retail store. And, you know, not all of my toilet paper is gone. They're like, all of the big, the, the, the big rolls, the 12 packs, the 18 packs, all those are gone. But the six and four packs are still there. Um, like my case water, like the store brand is wiped out, but the Dasani is still there. Uh, I have potato chips. I've got food. You know, I, our sales have been up. Our sales, you know, went up last Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Our sales were pretty good, well over budget. 
uh, which is something that my store doesn't really see. Um, but I'm not confused by the people buying toilet paper. Like, honestly, my wife was like, do you think this is going to get bad? And I'm like, I would think everything's going to be bad all the time. So if you think it's going to be bad, then let's, you know, it, it's food. You're, we're going to eat it. You know, don't buy anything weird like a bunch of Boca burgers or something that we, you know, we're not going to eat. Uh, so we have got, you know, several boxes of fish sticks, you know, stuff that we actually eat. We've got it. Uh, but the first thing I said, I looked at her and I said, get a, get an extra packet of toilet, get an extra package of toilet paper. And this seems to be befuddling the people on why people are buying toilet paper. And it, it seems really obvious to me. And it's so obvious that I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And being somebody who did go crazy at one point, like, it's kind of a scary thought that I see something that nobody else sees, you know? And it's... Uh, it's To me, it's obvious. I've never been put on quarantine. I've never been put on lockdown. Like, to me, lockdown, when they say, you know, you're under quarantine, you don't go anywhere. You don't go to the store. You don't go to work. You are 100% in your house. And as a guy who spends the majority of his time not in his house, um, you start you start thinking like, well, what, you know, I take most of my daily constitutionals at work. So my house doesn't go through a lot of TP. But if I'm sitting at the house with nothing to do, not that you poop when you got nothing to do, but when if, if you can't go anywhere, if you can't drop move your bowels anywhere else, you're gonna move them at your house. So if, if even if it does get bad for a week, like depending on the size of your family, like you're gonna take a bunch of shits and you're gonna need some toilet paper. I don't understand why this is such and I don't I haven't seen people mass buying the toilet paper. Like, I, to the point, I haven't seen anybody with like three shopping carts worth of toilet paper and water. Like, I've seen a guy that had, you know, four packages of toilet paper and he's like, well, I've got family, I've got neighbors, you know, mostly the family because fuck his neighbors. But, oh, sorry, I had to take a drink. But, and, and working in retail, I feel like I can explain this a little bit and tell me if I'm wrong or tell me if you don't care, but nobody's here to tell me, so I'm just going to talk about it, is every, every store that you go to, Target, Walmart, Dollar General, Food City, Dillon's, Kroger's, Albertson's, every store, there is an algorithm, they know exactly not exactly. They know roundabout how much of everything they sell. And they are replenished in such a way. So, when you live in a town, let's just say 30,000 people. And 20,000 people shop at the local Walmart once a week. They know how much toilet paper they sell. Well, when 20, 30,000 people, that's 10,000 more than what normally shop there, and the 20,000 people that shop once a week go a second time, 
and they pick up toilet paper both trips, they've therefore doubled the amount of sales of toilet paper that they're going to have. So yeah, at first it wasn't that bad because the warehouse was just like, oh, there's a spike in toilet paper. Get it out to the people. Well, the warehouse depleted its supply and then the stores ran out. And the CEO of Charmin can say whatever the fuck he wants to, but where where we live, where I live, they're saying we're they're not gonna get they're not gonna get toilet paper again until May, possibly. But if you look at it mathematically, you know, that's how you run out of out of food. And I don't think it's people and it's this is not common for me to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I don't think it's people hoarding up. Like, yeah, there are some hoarders, but I think it's just everybody buying a little bit extra. And that little bit extra over 30,000 people adds up. So now take that to a major market, a major city with 5 million people. And those 5 million people, you know, 10% shop at this store and 20% shop at that store. And then they go to that store and hit extra, you know. And I don't, I don't, ta- I don't count the pictures from Sam's. Because, or the Costco, because those are bulk situations anyway. Like I used to go to my grandma, she owned a drive-in and we would go buy her candy and shit there. And she would have, you know, a flat push cart and two shopping carts in tow. And that was just her buying supplies for the drive-in. But you put, put her in, in amongst all this Corona mess and it's like, oh, look at this lady hogging all the candies, hogging all the tortilla chips and the nacho cheese. And the hot dog buns. Yeah, that's... She's not there for that. She's there stocking up her drive-in. So... But that that's just what I'm seeing on my end. You know, I would... I clearly see what's going on in the big metro markets like Memphis and Atlanta and Houston and New York City. So, it'll be interesting. Um, and... Like, with my personality, I want to see how bad it can get. Like, just how bad... What what What's the breaking point going to be? Because I've been... You know, I don't believe that a zombie apocalypse can happen. I'm not that stupid, but God, I wish there was one. And there was a time, like, it, it hurt because I truly felt like I was meant to survive. And I feel like I would thrive in that. Um... Because I think I could amass a crew of people that would want to... We would all work together. And I feel like I could be the the leader of those groups, you know. Uh, so I just want to see, like, could, could this be it? Because eventually it's going to happen. And when it happens, and I'm talking about the end of the world, or the end of the world as we know it at least... It's going to happen like this. It's going to be something... We're not going to wake up one morning and 1.1 million... Or fuck it, a third of the population isn't going to be dead overnight. It's going to grow and be a long battle. And we think we'll have won. And there will be minor victories. Like people in Wuhan, China are going back to work now. And oh, it's a victory against the coronavirus. Great! But are you sure it's gone? You know, it's spread elsewhere. Could it come back? Could it circle back? So, to me, that's what I just, I'm I'm watching and seeing and watching how the human 
you know. I do have one regret. I wish I would have went out and bought a shotgun. I don't have a shotgun at the house. Uh, I really wish that that we would have that I would have bought a shotgun. You know, just to have just in case it does go like that because and just go with me down a fantasy road here if it does if 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 we do revert if there is a complete meltdown of civilization the people with the guns are going to be the people that control everything you know you're going to have you know your military could branch off and be its own thing and then you're going to have people like go and join up with them because they're the people with the most guns and you're going to have little pockets but out here you know, I don't there's there's a lot of guns in northeast Tennessee a lot of guns so if you think you're just going to roll into somebody's house and take their shit you know you better have more of a fighting force than they do so but imagine a world where you know, I would just like to have a shotgun, long story short. I kind of forget the rant that I was going on. But but that's that's a Corona Watch 2020. Um, but other than that, like my store today, it wasn't bad. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of sick people. You know, there for a while, it was like everybody. They were talking about coronavirus and everybody that was coming into my store was coughing and snotting all over themselves. And they kept touching purses. Like I have purses up front of the store and they would walk in and touch these purses. And I'm like, stop it. Stop touching the fucking purses. Just making a hotbed of fucking viral infestation. So we're not, I'm not going to have to go to the store for a while if this doesn't pan out in anything. It is interesting to see that some states are just like canceling school and sending people home. And other states, like the county that my wife works in and the county that my son goes to school, they took a hard stance today. They were like, no, not until we have a confirmed case. And I was like, damn. All right. Because to me, once you have a confirmed case, it's too late. Because that person has infected, you know, fuck, it's to 20 people, 30 people, 6 people. Depends on who they are. If I get it, I could pass it on to hundreds of fucking people. I could be the typhoid Mary of coronavirus in northeast Tennessee. And then one day they'll do a dollop about me. But it'll be interesting the outcome and then the, and then the, the hindsight through all this. Uh, so yeah, uh, Corona Watch 2020, Northeast Tennessee, things are seeing all right. Grocery stores have been shopped heavily, uh, but no nonsense, no fights that I'm aware of, no guns being pulled, no violence. But to me, that's just all. That's all things to come, man. So we'll see where we go from here. All right, I just wanted to give you a quick little pod. And uh, I hope you like it. I'm going to try to do several of these a week and just see if, honestly, just see if I can get some listenership out of it. You know, 
all you quarantine people maybe you're quarantined in a metro area and you want to know how his hill folk live so when you get done why don't you move out to the sticks with us it'll be a party you guys can move out of the big cities we'll move in it'll be like a city mouse country mouse situation we'll just do a, a swapsy you know some of you can leave your wives in the big city uh, and we'll leave our wives here and let's just do that let's just uh, <laughs> let's just do that you'll uh, the old city mouse country mouse wife swap see what happens I think you'll like our country wives versus the the city wives so we'll see how that happens and yeah follow us uh, follow, check out our website, thehiddenpixel.com. Follow us on Twitter at, at thehiddenpixel. Shit, I don't even know if that's the right Twitter handle. Sorry, Lewis. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at RobotNuts. Um, so, yeah. And if you like this episode, retweet it out. Tell your friends about it, especially if you're quarantined. I, I really want to capture that quarantine market. All right, this is Royal Jelly. I'm out.